Hello, this is Steve with A Hope and a Future. I just felt like I needed to do this little disclaimer before getting started because of some amazing recent events. The plan for this podcast has been to do a first season of four episodes that were all pre-recorded, and then to start a new season beginning on August the 1st, with each episode from then on being both recorded and released within just a few days' time. This is because of how quickly things are moving and changing in the world these days, and this podcast really needs to be in step with current events in order to actually fulfill its purpose. And then came the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Even though the overturning of Roe doesn't end abortion, it is an amazing step in the right direction. Huge news. Taking the issue out of the government's hands federally and returning it to state governments. So, if what you're about to hear had been recorded after the Supreme Court decision had been handed down, I'm sure it would have influenced the way I discuss the abortion issue in these pre-recorded episodes. If you do happen to sense this as you listen, please overlook it. And so, having said that, I thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of A Hope and a Future. Dietrich Bonhoeffer is truly one of my heroes a sold-out Christian, an anointed pastor, a brilliant theologian, and a prolific writer, and a conspirator in a plot to commit murder. Thank you for listening to A Hope and a Future, a podcast that explores the church's intended role and influence in the earth, both now and in years to come. So Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a radically devoted man of God. He lived in Germany in the early 1900s. Just as World War II was about to begin, he was approached by a military intelligence organization that was called the Obwehr. This group was making plans to assassinate Adolf Hitler, and they wanted Bonhoeffer to join them. They knew that he had uh, some established connections in the U.S., and he could serve as a liaison for the resistance effort and uh, between them and the, the Allied forces. Being not only a devoted Christian but also a pastor, Bonhoeffer faced an incredibly difficult choice, a choice where neither option seemed like a godly one and a choice literally between two evils. Either he could stand by and watch not only as the Jews were being exterminated, but also as his nation, his homeland, was being turned into a, to ground zero of one of the greatest atrocities the world has ever seen. Or he could join the resistance and be an active participant in premeditated murder. Now, it's all too easy for us as Christians here in America, a hundred years later, enjoying the relative, relative ease and comfort of the American church life to gloss over the literal no-win situation that this guy was facing. When he saw the words, thou shalt not commit murder in the Bible, he took it to mean exactly what it says. This decision was the greatest inward conflict he'd ever faced or would ever face. But he finally came to his decision. And Bonhoeffer joined the resistance. Now, the Obwehr, they never succeeded in assassinating Adolf Hitler. Instead, most of them actually were 
eventually found out, arrested, and were generally executed by the Nazis. Dietrich Bonhoeffer himself, he was hanged at Flossenburg concentration camp in April of 1945. But before he died, he had summed up his decision to join the resistance with some of the very last words he would ever write. In his final book, which is simply entitled Ethics, it was a book he never got to finish, he wrote these words, It is better to do evil than to be evil. This became his mission, his cause, and in the end, he was prepared to boldly give his life for it, right or wrong, because he had decided what he believed. Now, around the same time Bonhoeffer was living in Germany, there was another great pastor and writer who was living in America. This guy's name was A.W. Tozer. Now, A.W. Tozer's most famous quote would have to be this line, which I think is from Knowledge of the Holy. And he says, whatever comes to mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Now, notice He's not talking about whether or not we believe in God, but rather what we as Christian people believe about God. This truly is the most important thing about us. It shapes the way we live each and every moment of our entire lives, even when we're not conscious of it. Obviously, whether you're talking about the nature of God, the nature of his intentions, his activities, or the nature of his relationship to us, This makes deciding what we believe a really big deal. So, I want to talk a little bit about this issue of deciding what we believe. And to do that, we first really have to take a look at the nature of evil. Foster the Sound Studio exists to cultivate relationships with artists and creatives while helping in the process of releasing the sound and content they carry. Foster the Sound Studio accomplishes this by providing encouragement, genuine relationship, collaboration, and the use of studio quality equipment in order to release professional content. You can find out more by visiting www.ftsstudio.com. So what is the nature of evil? In the first chapter of the Gospel of John, we learn that Jesus gives life, real life, to people. And that this life he gives is the light of those people. Then John makes this amazing statement. He says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. So, overcome it. Why would he say that? Clearly, this is not a a verse just telling us about our identity as being light. It's also telling us that in some very real sense, the darkness seeks to overpower us. So the bottom line is, What is the nature of evil? Darkness. It is aggressive. So what does that have to do with us deciding what we believe? Something that is astounding and provoking to me is the fact that Jesus first says that he is the light of the world. Okay, you know, he's Jesus. So uh, that's not particularly challenging for us to accept. But then he turns right around and he says that we are the light of the world. 
Wow. So according to the first chapter of John, not only can the darkness not overcome Jesus, the darkness cannot overcome us. So do we decide to believe that? Have we decided that we believe that? Our decisions are not made in a vacuum. They're not islands to themselves. Our decisions set trajectory. Now, for years, um, I, have, I have done tile setting. I've done ceramic tile, porcelain tile. And sometimes when there's a large floor that you have to set tile to, you strike lines and you have to be a slave to the lines that you've drawn on the floor. The reason for that is that if you begin to lay the tiles, you can be off a little bit at first, and it seems like no big deal. But when you get all the way across the room, you can ha have a nightmare situation where you are off inches because you were off a tiny amount at the very beginning stages. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about with setting trajectory. There was a there was a miniseries called Storm of the Century. It was written by Stephen King. It came out uh, in 1999 and starred Tim Daly, and he plays the constable on this, uh, this little, in this little town on Little Tall Island on the coast of Maine. Now, there was this huge snowstorm coming in, and it cut the island off from the mainland. Snow just dumped by the foot all over this island. Well, in the middle of the storm, the stranger appears on the island and begins to terrorize the people. He can supernaturally cause people to commit suicide on the, on the island. And he subjects the entire population to this just extreme psychological abuse as well. All the while, he keeps telling people, give me what I want and I'll go away. So eventually he calls a meeting and he gathers everybody together and he tells them what he wants. He tells them that he wants them to freely give him one of the children on the island. He tells them that this is uh, something that he can't do by just taking a child. They have to give the child freely. If they don't, he tells them that everyone dies. Now, at this point, he leaves the room, leaves them alone to make their decision. The town manager gets up, and before taking a vote on what they're actually going to do, whether or not they're actually going to give this monster one of their kids, he first asks for a show of hands, saying, do we all agree, first of all, and do we believe this man that he can do what he's threatening to do? Hands begin to go up all over the room. But the constable, the guy saying was played by Tim Daly, he does not raise his hand, and he's the only one who doesn't raise his hand in the room. Now, his wife is sitting beside him, and she's surprised that he hasn't raised his hand, and she thinks that he must not have heard the question or that he didn't understand the question correctly. And so here's a little soundbite of this little exchange that takes place between them. How many of you believe Noah's is telling the truth, that he can and will wipe out everyone on the island if we stand against him? Show of hands. It's not a question of what we're going to do. Not yet. It's just a question of whether or not we... I know what the question we... is. 
Once we start down that road, every step of the way gets easier. I know that, too. All right. I guess we believe him. So that's one issue out of the way. Thank you, Constable. Thank you, Tim Daly's character. Well said. Decisions set trajectory. Cairo's artistry is a small business in Western North Carolina that began with a love of capturing the simple moments of life for all to enjoy through the lens of a camera. Cairo's artistry has developed into a robust video and photography business covering all areas in the field. Some of Cairo's artistry's featured services include drone property tours and interior floor plans, capturing your favorite athlete in high action sports photos, highlighting products or accentuating the look of your website, acquiring that ideal professional headshot for your portfolio. Kairos Artistry is ready to walk you through all the services they offer and customize them in order to meet your needs. You can contact Kairos Artistry by calling 828-284-3008. Kairos Artistry LLC is FAA licensed and insured. So where am I going with all this? As we look at the state of affairs in our nation and the world, it would appear that darkness is actually overcoming the light, which is, keep in mind, the exact opposite of what John tells us should be happening. Sexual perversion is not just tolerated, but celebrated in our culture, with schools encouraging transgenderism among students of all ages. Laws are actually having to be passed right now by state governments to protect children from being subjected to hormone-manipulating drugs and even disfiguring surgery. Now, also, uh, parents are being challenged at every turn by leftist politicians as well as the education system as to whether or not they should get to keep their role as the God-ordained authorities over their own kids' lives. This leftist agenda was exposed greatly during the COVID shutdowns when parents discovered that their children were being effectively brainwashed into thinking that the United United States is just an intrinsically evil, racist nation in which all black people should feel oppressed and all white people should feel guilty and kids as young as elementary school age are being taught to judge each other according to the color of their skin. That's amazing. Now, the most radical and barbaric abortion law in the nation was recently passed in Colorado, allowing pregnant girls of any age to consent for her own abortion services without parental involvement. And uh, I guess on that, along those lines, most disgusting of all, in America alone, nearly 50 babies will be executed in the womb during the time it takes for you to listen to this podcast. Why is it like this? I am convinced that it's because the light of the world has placed itself under a basket of indifference. So how have we done this? We've done this by choosing to believe, deciding to believe that the world is a lost cause. Going down the tubes, there's nothing that can can be done 
Uh, we just attend church on Sundays and wait around for the rapture instead of deciding to believe what is so clearly stated in Scripture. We are the light of the world, and the darkness cannot overcome us. Our decision about what we believe will, and frankly already has, set trajectory. If we decide that we believe that there's no point in trying to rescue our nation from the darkness that is so aggressively attempting to overtake it, then our effective, or I should say ineffectiveness, will be determined by that belief. But if we decide that we believe that we are the light and that the darkness should not be overcoming us like it has been, then our effectiveness will be determined by that belief. Much of the Western church has honestly just made it a point of doctrinal certainty that it is simply the will of God that the world be progressively overcome by darkness and basically that the church is to become weaker and weaker and less and less significant on the world stage as the time of Christ's return draws near. But is this an irrefutable direct teaching in the Scripture? I mean, if it is, if it is, then the nature of our prayer meetings that we hold, especially around election time, need to be rethought. Wouldn't we be battling against the sovereign will of God every single time we pray for things in our nation to improve? Wouldn't it be more appropriate for us to pray for things to deteriorate as drastically and quickly as possible? And so we find ourselves talking out of both sides of our mouths. But James tells us in his epistle, point blank, it is the double-minded man that should not expect to receive anything from God. We have got to decide what we believe. Picture a people, picture a church that no longer wavers between two opinions. Do we believe for a better, more godly world for those that are coming after us, or do we believe that we are basically helpless observers as abortion increases, as perversion increases, and as darkness overcomes our culture? Because that's just the way it is. It's predetermined to happen that way. Jesus is returning. But his question to his initial disciples was not, when I return, will you have figured out the timeline accurately? No. His question to them was this, when I return, Will I find faith? Faith. Faith in what we have truly decided to believe. Look, though I personally do think that the almost exclusive teaching of pre-tribulationism in the Western church has played a role in our strange indifference to the state of the world around us, this decision that we're talking about is not a decision between various theories about the way things are going to unfold before the return of Christ. This is not about, should I be a dispensationalist or should I embrace dominion theology or should I be pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib? This is not the decision that we're talking about making, and that is not a decision that has proven to actually change anything. We're talking about a decision to accept that either way. We are here right now, and we are the light of the world. And it's the darkness that is supposed to be helpless. The darkness is supposed to be unable to stand against or overcome us, the light. There is so much more to be said about this. 
And that's why I've created this podcast. In upcoming episodes, we're going to be delving deeply into our intended position in the earth and the influence that we're supposed to be having on our surroundings. We're going to be interviewing people with various unique perspectives on it all. And I am confident that together we're going to find ourselves becoming equipped, empowered, and confident in our true status as the light of the world that darkness cannot overcome. There is significant darkness out there these days, my friends, but I would suggest to you that it didn't have to be this way, and it certainly doesn't have to be this way in time to come. I'm Stephen Smith, and this is A Hope and a Future. A Hope and a Future is a weekly podcast produced and recorded at Foster the Sound Studio. Graphic design by Kairos Artistry. A Hope and a Future is available on all listening platforms. Thank you for any comments and feedback.